Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Nick Sports Talk with your host, Nick Scortino. So this week, this week we got a lot to talk about regarding Tom Wilson and what exactly happened Monday night that transpired uh, last night in the NHL with uh, against the New York Rangers. <clears throat> then we'll be talking a little bit about the New Jersey Devils, the Houston Astros versus the, uh, the New York Yankees, uh, some Going over the Giants and Jets draft, and a few uh, we'll end today's episode with a few soccer pieces, uh, including the Champions League final and who's in it, and uh, one story regarding a player on one of the teams. So, to start this off, I mean, <clears throat> so Monday night, me and my buddy Kyle were sitting in the uh, Prudential Center watching the New Jersey Devils unfortunately lose 3 nothing to the Boston Bruins, but I'll get into that uh, a little bit later. And, you know, he is. Uh, we, we look a, up a video about what happened in the uh, Rangers game, and Tom Wilson starts this off by Pavel Buchnevich is pushed down in front of uh, the Capitals' net, and he starts sucker punching him. He has his stick on the back of his neck, and... It doesn't doesn't look very good. Obviously, you know he could have hurt Buchnevich very badly by applying just the right amount of pressure on the back of his neck with a stick. And the then you know scrum breaks out, whatever you know normal hockey things. Players sticking up for one of their guys, and he takes Artemi Panarin and pulls him down by his hair so hard and throws him down to the ice. Luckily. Panarin's shoulder hit uh, shoulder hit the ice first because if it didn't, his head would have been hit in the ice first. And I'm not kidding. I honestly think that Tom Wilson would have killed Artemi Panarin if that happened. And <clears throat> so then he goes into the penalty box and he's standing in there flexing like I'm the man. I just did that, all that stuff, and I'm just like. How how are you still allowed to play hockey after that? Because he he almost uh, he well he ended Panarin's season essentially because Panarin is out with a lower body injury now and missed last night and the rest of the season at the uh, for the the New York Rangers. But how do you, as a company, the NHL, let one man stand there and essentially tarnish all of the respect and everything that you guys have done because he keeps playing like an animal? I don't get it. It does not make sense. This is his. This would have been his sixth time being suspended, his second be- time being suspended this year, and they slap him with a $5,000 fine. That's it. That's all they do, and it's mind-boggling because you see what he did, and they said that what he did to Buchnevich was, uh, you know, worthy of a fine. But I'm like, okay, what he did to, to Buchnevich was worthy of a fine, but what he did to Panarin, he almost killed him, literally. And they're just like, oh, okay, you know, it's fine. Slap him on the wrist with five thousand, five thousand dollar fine, and you know. The Rangers then released a statement. Uh, I'll read it read it out to you guys. And it's, um, the New York Rangers are extremely disappointed that Capitals forward Tom Wilson was not suspended for his horrifying act of violence last night in, at Madison Square Garden. Wilson is a, re- a repeat offender with a long history of these types of acts 
and we find it shocking that the NHL and their Department of Safety of Player Safety failed to take uh, the appropriate action and suspend him indefinitely. Wilson's da- Wilson's dangerous and reckless actions caused an injury to Artemi Panarin that will will prevent him from playing again this season. We view this as a dereliction of duty by the NHL head of player safety, George Paros, and believe he is unfit to continue in his current role. I agree with the Rangers on this one. I mean, you, you can't not. He, he, Tom Wilson is a menace to the entire NHL. It is a known fact, and the amount of times that he has been fined, suspended, or whatever for illegal activities to other players... You know, hitting defenseless players, hitting players in the back of the head, illegal checks, all that. So, you find out later on, you know, before last night, and George Paros apparently didn't want to spend Tom Wilson for his um, his hit on Brandon Carlo this year from the Boston Bruins, where he sent Brandon Carlo to the hospital because he hit him and he was defenseless. And George Paros didn't want to suspend him then for that, which I, if that man, I don't understand how that man is in charge of player safety when he keeps letting him run around and do his own thing in the, in the NHL. It doesn't make sense at all, at all. It is, it is honestly disgusting that he's still, he's still allowed to skate in the NHL. I'm very shocked that Bettman and whoever else hasn't just banned him because it doesn't make any sense. So... Now, moving on to Thursday night, since they, you know, the NHL did this completely wrong and dropped the ball on it, the Rangers Rangers Capitals play last night, and it was a very intense game, just from the first period, right when the puck dropped, everybody started fighting, and at one point, there was six people in the Capitals penalty box and five people in the Rangers box. There would have been six Rangers players in their box, but one of them was in the locker room for a misconduct. And there was over 100 penalty minutes that happened in just the first period alone. Washington had 44 minutes, and the Rangers had 56. And, you know, that could have been avoided. You know, you suspend Tom Wilson, that doesn't happen. But, of course, George Paros makes the wrong decision. Gary Bettman makes the wrong decision. And they have this this happen. And all hell broke loose. I literally, um, then the, in my opinion, the best moment from the game is Tom Wilson gets on the ice for the first time and Brendan Smith of the New York Rangers skates over to him and instantly starts a fight. And that right there, at least for the Rangers shows that these young guys on this rebuilding team, which I mean, the Rangers are, uh, very close to being done rebuilding, which is very surprising, but, um, he goes and sticks up for his team by attacking the man who injured one of their own. And I think that was one of the best things that happened. Everybody was going after him, finishing checks, doing whatever against him. To the point that, you know, he they said that he had an upper body injury and did not return in the game last, uh, last night. Which is, I mean, you know, if they kept him out there, he probably would have gotten more fights. And would have been checked hard a lot of times. But that's the price you pay for what you do. So the uh, so back into the first period of this game. The first five minutes of the game had six fights, 13 penalties assessed. And 
Brandon Smith was penalized for 17 minutes after fighting with uh, with Tom Wilson. And moving on to uh, continuing with that, there were a whole list of people that were. Um, they have uh, last night on NBC. They had the whole penalties assessment from from the first two periods. So Nick Dowd, Carl Haglin, Garnett Hathaway, Kevin Rooney, Colin Blackwell, Phil DiGiuseppe, Brandon Smith, Tom Wilson, Anthony uh, Potato, Michael Raffle, and Ryan Strom were all assessed for fighting uh, in the first two periods. And Brandon Smith was assessed for uh, instig- as an instigator. And then um, Lars Eller was uh, assessed for fighting. Carl Hagen- Haglin was assessed for slashing. Zidane Chara tripping. Kevin Rooney and Tom Wilson both got misconducts. Um, Pavel Buchnevich, who was uh, who ended up getting a game misconduct last night um, and was uh, tossed in the game, had slashing, high-staking misconduct, and cross-checking. And Anthony uh, Mantha had unsportsmanlike conduct, and Zidane Chara had a misconduct as well. So now transitioning after reading all of those uh, penalties, uh, Pavel Buchnevich had was uh, had a cross-checked Anthony Mantha in the face last night and was thrown out of the game. And today, just, you know, icing on top of the cake for the NHL, they suspend Buchnevich one game for a cross-check, which, in my opinion, is BS because Tom Wilson nearly kills somebody, Anthony Mantha instigates the entire thing, and Buchnevich reacts. And, you know, Buchnevich shouldn't have cross-checked him in the face, but... Mantha had it coming at that point, and I don't understand how you suspend uh, Buchnevich one game. You're trying to send a message to the wrong team, essentially. And then after that, the uh, the Rangers today were then fined um, $250,000, and the NHL released a statement saying, um, public comments of the nature issued by the Rangers that were were personal in nature and demeaning of a league executive will not be tolerated, said Gary Bettman. While we don't expect our clubs to agree with every decision uh, rendered by the Department of Player Safety, the extent of which the Rangers expressed their disagreement was unacceptable. It is terribly unfair to question George Paros's uh, professionalism and dedication to his role in the Department of Player Safety. You know, textbook stuff that's just Batman saying whatever essentially because it doesn't mean anything and you know what the Rangers had every right to, to voice their disagreements in that because Paris did a terrible job he should be fired and Batman should apologize for the way this was entirely handled because it was wrong and a terrible man still skates in the NHL free which he should not be. In my opinion, Tom Wilson should have, should be suspended for the rest of the season and the playoffs. He should not play again ever. And the final piece for the Rangers that we have is they fired their GM Jeff Gordon and President uh, John Davidson. And it's a very shocking move because it came out of nowhere. And as I said before, the... Uh, the team was ahead of schedule for their rebuild, and the players, uh, they played very well this season. They 
uh, I mean, the Eastern Conference, in my opinion, is one of the hardest uh, divisions in the NHL right now, and they're sitting in uh, fifth place. So, can't complain, but James Dolan and his company decided to do, do this uh, with the firings because he said the Rangers didn't have gritty players, they only had skill players, and... I mean, a lot of you may know I'm not a very big James Dolan fan, but that right there is one of the dumbest things I think I've ever heard because the fact that he hasn't really touched the Rangers in a while because he's been more focused on the the Knicks, who luckily are playing well, but, you know, for not having gritty players and, you know, saying that they have skillful players, the NHL is changing and they're trying to evolve and not be as super violent, you know, with fights and everything. Fights still happen, but they're trying to crack down on fights not happening all the time and um, being a little bit less violent in that sense. And I don't understand why you need to say that you need grittier players on your team and that it's the president and GM's fault. So I just think that whole thing is wrong in sense that James Dolan shouldn't have done that but we'll see now what the Rangers decide to do and who they get for because they have an interim GM and president and we'll see what they decide to do and who they sign so now transitioning to the New New Jersey Devils as I said before me and my friend Kyle were there Monday night and you know they might have lost It, uh, it wasn't really you know enjoyable in terms of me being a Devils fan, but it was really enjoyable to just get back in and sit down and watch a game in the uh, Prudential Center. So they fell uh, Monday night 3 nothing, but uh, Tuesday night, or last night, they won... No, Tuesday night. Tuesday night, they played the Bruins again, and they clawed their way back and won in overtime, which is really good to see. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood made some fantastic saves for the Devils, and um, goals were scored by Pavel Zaka, who had two, uh, Jesper Boquist, and Yegor Sharangovich. So it's nice to see the young guys stepping up and scoring again, as usual. And the Devils went, uh, would go on to face the Islanders tonight. Also, the Devils signed Nico Dawes to an entry-level contract, and I think he'll most likely be the backup goalie next year because you know Aaron Dell and. Scott Wedgwood aren't necessarily the best uh, backup goalies at the current moment, and they're not very reliable. So it's good to see uh, the Devils calling up these young guys and signing them to these uh, entry-level contracts to uh, to play. Now transitioning to the MLB, the Houston Astros played the Yankees for the first time uh, since they were caught cheating, and oh, this is just great to, to watch and to listen to because the hatred in Yankee Stadium was fantastic and warranted for the Houston Astros. The boos for Altuve, Bregman, and Correa were were awesome, and Zach Greinke did a terrible job pitching So uh, the first game on May 4th. And runs for that in that game were scored by Stanton, who had a two-run home run. Clint Frazier grounded into a double play and a run scored. LeMahieu reached on an infield single, and three men scored because of a Bregman error. And Stanton singled, and a run scored. And I love the intensity the Yankees played with. They've been looking great, and um, it's just a, they've really turned things around. And 
Unfortunately, though, for the Yankees, uh, Runet Odor is on the IL after a knee sprain, um, after a scary collision at home plate with uh, Martin uh, Maldonado. But the Yankees then went on to beat the Astros last night, six to three, and unfortunately, they lost seven to four today. But Giancarlo Stanton kept his uh, hitting streak alive, which is good, and. Your starting pitching for the Yankees has really, uh, really looked great, and that's a it's really good because now these pitchers are starting now to get past the fifth inning, which is uh, really really good for them. And yeah, so unfortunately they lost, but they uh, started series they started series with the Nationals, so we'll see what they uh, how they do against those guys. Now. I know this happened last week, the NFL draft, but I just wanted to gloss over uh, the picks by the New York Giants and the Jets. So the Giants ended up trading the 11th pick to the Chicago Bears, who used it to dra- uh, draft Justin Fields, and they traded it all the way back to 20. And they got a f- uh, they got some a first round pick from the Bears and like another pick, and they swapped picks and some other things. And the Giants drafted uh, Kadarius Tony, who. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I had no idea who he was until I, you know, they started showing stuff about him, and I was like, okay, I could, you know, I'm I can get behind this pick because, you know, having too many weapons for Daniel Jones can't hurt, and on top of that, uh, Kadarius Tony can play uh, is a very good special teams player, which I think the Giants really need. So they end up getting him. Then with the 50th pick in the draft, they uh, draft. Aziz Oljulari from Georgia, uh, out a uh, linebacker, but he can play. He can be an edge rusher, which is really good for the Giants because they need edge rushers desperately. But I like to pick. A lot of people were very surprised that he was still on the board at fifty, so the Giants got a steal in that. Then they went on to draft Aaron Robinson, a cornerback from uh, UCF. Um. Then they drafted Ellerson Smith, a linebacker, at pick uh, 116. Gary Brightwell, uh, running back from, from I believe, Arizona, at pick 196. And their final pick that they used in the 2021 draft that they had was Rodarius Williams, a cor- another cornerback, at pick 201. So I really like the way they drafted this year. They, they assessed, you know, Got a very good playmaker in Kadarius Tony, and then after that, you focused a lot on defense because their defense is all right. Last year, you know they played they played very well um, in the second half of the season, but you get Leonard Williams back, and you get some of these other guys back. You sign a Dory Jackson, and now you get Aaron Robinson, which is a good pick. Um, Aziz Ojulari, which would greatly help you. Ellerson Smith, which is another uh, edge rusher that they got, and Rodarius Williams, which is, which is uh, the other cornerback they drafted, which will help them a lot because, you know, their cornerbacks were a little iffy last year other than James Bradbury, but now that you have Bradbury, Jackson, you have some other guys that you can plug in now, which is nice, and they let Wayne Gallman go uh, this offseason, so getting Gary Brightwell, I'm sure he'll assume that Wayne Gallman role back up Saquon Barkley this year, so... I really liked what the Giants did with this draft this year, and they loaded themselves up for next year with uh, all the trades they made, so I'm excited to see 
um, how that goes. And now transitioning to the New York Jets, they are they took Zach Wilson uh, at number two, Alicia Vera Tucker at fourteen, Elijah Moore at thirty four, Michael Carter at one hundred seven. At one forty six, they took uh, Jamin uh, Sherwood. <clears throat> Uh, 154, they took Michael Carter uh, the second, who's a cornerback from Duke. Once at uh, 170, pick 175, they took Jason Pinnock from uh, Pittsburgh. He's a cornerback. At pick 186, they took uh, Hamsad Sa Nazaldeen, a linebacker from FSU. At pick 200, they took uh, Brandon Eccles from Kentucky. And 207, they took Jonathan Marshall. Now, my only gripe with the New York Jets as an organization is they, that kind of, you know, is a little weird is you go and you trade Sam Donald because you have the number two overall pick and you say that Sam's not our guy anymore. We want to draft Zach Wilson. Okay, that's fine. But my biggest gripe with them is you never gave Sam Donald help. You never did. Not with the offensive line, really. Not with receivers. Anything. Now you get Zach Wilson, and you know you go out, you draft a guard, you draft a receiver, um, you draft a running back, and then you know you use some of your other picks on uh, defensive players you need. But it's like, at what point are you just gonna be like, Sam Donald wasn't the problem; it was the coach, and that's that. But. They, they never will. I mean, it's the Jets. I just think that it was kind of wrong that they did Sam Donald like that. And, you know, they get Zach Wilson and they already, you know, they upgrade the offensive line in the draft by trading up to get Vera Tucker. They draft Elijah Moore. And it's just, I don't know. It just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But um, <clears throat> now moving on to the final topics of this week's episode which is uh chelsea beat real madrid after they won two nothing this week and chelsea won three one on aggregate to advance to the champions league final and manchester city beat psg two nothing and four one on aggregate and right now in my opinion city is the best team in europe under pep guardiola i think that's just facts right now city's in first place in the premier league and they're in the champions league final and may 29th uh, City and Chelsea will meet for a Champions League final showdown, and my pick right now is Manchester City. I don't think anybody can stop them. Their defense, uh, manned by Ruben Diaz, João Cancelo, John Stones, um, Benjamin Mendy, all those guys, Kevin De Bruyne. It's their team is unstoppable right now. So, and the final piece that came out is. Christian Pulisic is very unhappy at Chelsea right now, and rightfully so. Uh, Thomas Tuchel has not done anything with him, really. He keeps him on the bench, brings him in, like, late in games, but still starts, like, Kai Havertz, Timo Werner, these guys. uh, Yes, they they were signed for a little bit more money, and they're a little bit more higher-profile players, but they haven't been producing the whole season, whereas Pulisic has. I mean, for example, when Chelsea beat Real Madrid uh, 2-0, Pulisic just subbed on in the second half, and he comes on and gets a, gets an assist right away. And Pulisic uh, was talking about why, how when he was not starting at uh, 
against Real the other day and said, I'm very frustrated. I've had to continue to prove myself over and over again, which he's not wrong. I, I think it is wrong that he's had to, you know, prove himself all these times to these different managers. And he proved himself to Lampard. And Lampard, um, <clears throat> Lampard gave him a chance, and he played really well that season. And Thomas Tuchel had him in, in Dortmund and knew what he had. But Thomas Tuchel said, you know, that he's better as a uh, said that he's better uh, off the bench, and it's it's wrong. I just think that uh, he needs to leave Chelsea, as I've said in the past, and leave, get a fresh start somewhere else, and continue to grow as a player because he's one of the best United States player uh, players right now in the game, and I would like to see him continue to develop his skills and uh, really turn into that fantastic player. So. That concludes this week. I hope uh, I informed you guys a lot on what's gone down this week, and hope you all have a great day.